Hello everyone and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex and this week marks the start of a new generation of video games. The Xbox Series X and Series S, as well as the PlayStation 5, are being released. And in honor of that momentous occasion, we're going to take a look at some fascinating facts about PlayStation, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, and Xbox, that's Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and Xbox Series X, all of them. But enough talk, get your gamer fuel, and put your gunner shades on. It's time for PlayStation and Xbox. In 1988, Nintendo was looking for a way to transition into the CD-ROM world, so the company partnered with Sony to create a peripheral for the Super Nintendo. What would eventually become the PlayStation was first called the Super Disc, and was meant to play Super Nintendo cartridges as well as CD-ROMs. This all sounds great, but there were some contractual issues that started to get Nintendo a bit concerned. Under the contract, Sony would be the sole worldwide licensor for the CD-ROMs created for the Super Disc. There was another problem as well. The Super Disc's sound chip, developed by eventual Sony Computer Entertainment of America CEO Ken Kutaragi, was designed in a way that required Sony's expensive developmental tools to be effective. At the Chicago Consumer Electronics Show, CES, in June of 1991, Sony unveiled the PlayStation. The system could play SNES cartridges and Sony CD-ROMs as planned, but also boasted the ability to play other forms of media as well. The very next day, Nintendo announced the company was working with Philips, not Sony, on an SNES CD-ROM drive. Adding insult to injury, at least at the time, Nintendo had chosen a foreign company to work with instead of a Japanese one. Now, Nintendo's partnership with Philips was not good. The Philips CDI was a complete pile of garbage, and even though Sony took a little bit of a break from the video game realm, it eventually released the PlayStation as a standalone unit, separate from any involvement with Nintendo. I think it turned out pretty okay. Four symbols have been key design elements of every PlayStation controller, not to mention PlayStation marketing, since the PS1. The X, circle, square, and triangle. One interesting bit of cultural difference to pop up thanks to the use of these symbols is the X and the circle to mean yes and no. In the West, the X button was, and still is, typically used as a confirm button, while the circle is the back button. But it's the opposite in Japan. In the East, the circle, or maru, has a meaning similar to a checkmark. X, or batsu, has a meaning that's similar to the West, a negative one. So, in Japan, circle is confirm and X is back. So why did it change when the PlayStation made its way overseas? Actually, no one's really sure. No obvious cultural connotations with the circle could have contributed to the choice. But maybe it was the X button's central placement that made it take on a confirmation purpose. It's a bit of lore that remains foggy to this day. What isn't foggy is the original meaning of the four symbols. Teiyu Goto, the man who designed the original PlayStation controller, gives specific, although a bit lost to time, meanings to each symbol. X is no. Circle is yes. Square 
is a sheet of paper, a button used to access menus, and triangle symbolizes point of view. Millions and millions of PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and presumably 5 units have been used to play video games, but there also have been some other uses for the systems, some benevolent and some possibly nefarious. Fold at Home was a joint effort between Sony and Stanford University. Two-dimensional protein strands can fold into three-dimensional molecules that determine biological functions. Sometimes, this folding process can mess up, causing cancers, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and other diseases. Folding at Home used the combined computing power of every PlayStation 3 owner who opted into the program. When the consoles were left on and idle, it would run calculations that helped researchers understand how these folds worked. In total, more than 100 million computing hours were contributed by the PS3 consoles to the project. The efforts even helped researchers develop a new strategy to combat Alzheimer's. Now, on the nefarious side of the coin, there was a somewhat credible rumor back in 2000 that Iraq had illegally purchased, more on that illegal bit in a second, 4,000 PlayStation 2 units in a plot to use the system's collective processing power to aid in missile guidance technology. That probably wasn't true. But there was a concern of the PlayStation 2 being used for military purposes. Enough concern, in fact, that the Japanese trade ministry required Sony to apply for a special permit if the company was to export more than $472 worth of PlayStation 2s. Sony got the permit, but several countries, Libya, Iran, Iraq, and North Korea, were put on a ban list because of worries of military use. As we all entered the new millennium, there were three major players in the video game space. Sony, Nintendo, and Sega. But a Western company, the little-known Microsoft, was about to enter the arena. It's time to dig into the green monster known as Xbox. If you're even remotely familiar with Xbox branding, you've no doubt seen the bright green the system uses as its calling card. This wasn't exactly a brilliantly researched marketing decision. Under deadline pressure, designer Horace Luke was tasked with creating an Xbox logo for an upcoming meeting. Unfortunately, or fortunately, all of his nice pens were taken by other designers with marker envy. Every pen, except the green. Luke used the green to design Xbox's first logo, and the rest is video game history. In the lead-up to the launch of Xbox 360, the successor to the original Xbox, then-corporate VP of Microsoft's interactive entertainment business, Peter Moore, and his team were told they had several billions of dollars for the project. To help them wrap their heads around this task, $100 million bills were printed up and used as props for the planning of the project. Areas in a conference room were given special designations such as marketing, studio acquisitions, hardware development, and the team placed $100 million bills in those areas to help them visualize the allocation of funds. But this wasn't the last time billions made their way into the Xbox 360 discussion. The Red Ring of Death 
was a huge problem that plagued the early days of the Xbox 360's lifespan. It was an overheating-related hardware error that indicated a completely bricked system and came with a telltale three red lights. It was a huge problem. Eventually, leadership decided to extend the warranty for three years and offer to ship and repair every single system that was impacted by the issue. The Red Ring of Death operation would cost Microsoft $1.15 billion, 240 million of which was in FedEx charges alone. Steve Ballmer, the CEO of Microsoft at the time, and the guy that's known for developers, 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 approved the expense without hesitation, effectively saving the Xbox brand in the process. And there you go. Some quick and interesting facts about PlayStation and Xbox. If you're on the hunt for a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series S or Series X this week, I wish you the best of luck. Until next week's refreshing six-pack of facts, as always, stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.